any interview that we've had on the podcast of an Olympian or a high-level collegiate player or even the coaches that are in the roles that they have, it was not an easy road. But they kept going through the hard and they were willing to stink at first. The only way we'll get good at something is by action. So start taking that. Hey, I'm Ashley Agle. Some of you might know me as Ashley Burkhart, and I'm a former D1 and professional softball player who spent a few years coaching in the college game before deciding to put all of my focus into youth softball players and helping them make their dreams and their goals happen for them. It's our job to help them unleash their potential and become the athletes they've always dreamt of. I come from a small city in the Midwest and didn't let that stop me from making my goal of playing D1 softball a reality. No matter where you live, you have the tools to help you thrive. And I am hoping through this podcast to help you get there. On this podcast, you'll learn from Olympians, Hall of Fame coaches, and elite players what their journeys have been like. And you'll also learn from me and my family a bit of our journey through the game. I'm so excited to have you here. So whip out your notebook and let's learn how we can grow in this game together. Welcome to When the Cleats Come Off. Hey there. Welcome back to another episode of When the Cleats Come Off. If you're listening early in the new year, it is January of 2023. And what would be a new year without having a conversation about goals? Last week, you heard from the infamous Leah Amico talking about her three-time Olympic playing experience and how she talked about the gold standard, how to live it up. And the first tier, the G in her gold was goals. And today I thought it would be neat to just break down what it is to one, have a goal, why everybody listening should have one, how to create a vision board around it, how to get uncomfortable, which is the only way we actually attain and reach our goals, and a couple other ways to make sure that you're tracking your progress. Because I feel like a lot of people make the big goal and then come like March, April, May, they like forget what they're after and they're kind of just finding themselves going through the motion. And especially now where we're in off season, now's the time to start creating good habits around your training and the goals that you have for yourself and seeing where we are with them. Making adjustments is totally normal throughout the year, but we can't make adjustments if we aren't constantly having our goal in front of us. So back in episode three, (laughs) yes, way back when, um, I talked about how to create a goal. So today we're not going to spend a whole lot of time creating a goal. We'll talk a little bit about it, Um, but I spent an entire episode talking about it. So if you want to just create a goal for yourself, go to episode three and go back in the archives. It was all about why you should have a goal and how to create one. I was also inspired to do this because our first call with my new VHA members, Virtual Hitting Academy members, is on Thursday, and we are diving into goals, and we are creating one. Um, 
and we're, we create baby steps behind the goal. So here's the deal. Like we all have the big goal, right? You know, for a lot of people listening, it's to, you know, make varsity as a freshman or play in college one day. There's a lot of people listening that want to play in the Olympics. Now it's the people that keep their goals in their foresight and make sure they make tweaks to their routines to allow them to get out of their comfort zone and become better version of themselves always. Those are the people that end up reaching them. And so I want to make sure that in this episode, we talk about some of the things that we haven't spent a whole lot of time on on the episode, or on the episode, in the podcast. But I think all of us, and this is where we're going to start, a lot of parents and coaches listen to this. If you do not yourself have a goal, I'm just going to say it right now, you're hurting your athlete's potential because your athletes see every move you make. And if you are in constant pursuit of things yourself, you start setting standards for your athletes around you. You build more trust with them. And as a team, you'll find more success, but also you will help them see something bigger than themselves, which is truly what coaching is. And I know I'm not a parent yet, but when I am... I can't wait to actually have that coaching, quote unquote, role in my household. And I hope my husband adopts this, which I'm sure he will, because his family's like this. But it's really important for those in the family, anyone and everyone, to just have a goal. Like no kid comes out of the womb and says, I want to stand but they see their parents standing and walking and their siblings standing and walking all day long. They're like, I want to do that. So your kids are watching every move that you make. And so if you're a coach or an athlete or a parent that like doesn't have a goal, do you understand the importance and the significance of that responsibility? So parents, no need to pressure you, but if you don't have anything, think of it as like maybe like a health goal or a well-being goal or education. Nothing is more inspiring than a parent that, you know, goes back to college or takes courses and all of a sudden like they're grinding and doing their homework and now their kids like, "Oh, mom's doing that. Like I want to do that too." Now, that's a huge investment, so you have to think within your means, but you know, going to the gym a lot of facilities that have, you know, hitting bays, some of them have gyms in them. I don't know if you tag on a workout while your athlete's getting their swings in in the cage. There's so many options for you to just elevate yourself. And that's the thing. They don't have to be these grandiose goals. If you haven't set a goal in a while, please don't choose the big honcho. Choose a small one that you're after. Like if you're not into reading and I'm not really into reading. So a goal for me this year is to read five pages a day of a book. Now I know for some of you that are readers, you're like, that's lame. I listen to podcasts. That's where I learn the most. When I'm on a walk with my dog, when I'm unloading the dishwasher, folding laundry, I'm a podcast junkie. I love listening to podcasts, um, but it's a little out of my comfort zone to read a book. So for me, five pages a day is kind of a lot. So we're going to start here. And in a few months, I'm going to reevaluate this goal and see where I am with it. And if I find myself really enjoying five pages at a time, I can add on more pages later. But start small because if we start too big and I say I need to read 12 books this year, that's not reasonable for me because on average, I get through three a year. 
So being able to break it down will allow me personally, and I hope you as well, be able to stick to it because it's easy. It's bite-sized, right? And again, you can reevaluate in the future. And we're going to talk a little bit later on how to track where you are and how to make adjustments if needed. But goals are awesome. Goals keep you accountable. They keep you motivated. Like if you build the right habits around a goal, you you don't even like need motivation. You're just like, this is who I am. This is what I do. So it's like that internal clock of motivation where you don't have to like be in a good mood to go do the thing. You've just instilled habits to do them. And lastly, goals make you feel alive. Like when you know you're getting closer to something, it is one of the best feelings in the world working on yourself. And for those of you who haven't had a goal in a while, I'm excited for you because there's nothing better than being in pursuit of a better version of you. There's nothing. I'm so excited about this. So let's all make a pact. Let's say together on three, we're working for a better version of me in 2023. I know that sounds tacky, but truly, if we just all work to get a little bit better every single day, every single week, we're going to be incredibly smarter, faster, stronger, just better overall versions of us. And this is why I was shouting out parents a lot earlier is just because you're a certain age doesn't mean you're done. Like I, I tell myself all the time, I'm going to give lessons till I can't walk anymore because the amount that those athletes I get to work with teach me, even my virtual athletes, I've met a few of my new ones this week. And I'm like, I'm so excited for your challenge. Like the challenge of being your coach, like it is something that we should always be looking for. And I hope I never lose this because it is, it is truly powerful and exciting to know that one, as a coach, I have the ability to help athletes think bigger than themselves, but there's no way that I can do that at my best if I don't work on a better version of me at the same time. So here's where we're going to go. Goals require you to be extremely uncomfortable at times. So what that means is essentially we don't become better versions of us by staying within our comfort zones. And now I'm sure everybody has heard that. But what that means is we are constantly challenging ourselves. We are constantly trying new things and being willing to fail and stink at something for a minute before we start getting a hold of how this thing works. So I want to give you three ways today on how to get yourself uncomfortable. And this is for anybody listening. So for those physically, so I think of like, if you have the goal to, you know, make progress on your stamina or your physical abilities, this is where pushing past your physical limits allows you to empower yourself and feel incredibly strong. So the way that I work with athletes and do this a lot is you may have seen recently I held a free hitting clinic and at the end I had athletes hold a minute and a half plank, which I know some athletes are like, well, that's easy. But for a lot of people, that's very hard. So I was in their ear the entire time trying to give them the right thoughts to help them stay up. 
Because when you push past your physical comfort zone, your mind will try to stop you. And I've said this before, but your mind is literally trained to keep you safe. And safety means comfortability. So when you push outside of that comfort zone, your mind's trying to tell you to stop. And it's just because your body loves you. But we have to be able to be willing to get rid of those those non-helpful thoughts and instill some powerful ones. So that's why I have my athletes do planks or wall sits a lot because it's literally like you're not moving and you're fighting your own brain. Your brain's going to say stop all day long. And if you're doing things that where your brain is like, hey, you should stop doing this, when you know you're doing something good for yourself, that is you working on getting out of your comfort zone and pushing past your physical limits. I think of, you know, the best of the best. Like we've had Arizona coaches on, we've had Oklahoma coaches on the podcast, and they talk about how practice is where they learn this. So learning past your comfort zone. So they make practices intentionally extremely hard, defensively, offensively. They are testing the mental toughness of athletes just about every day in practice. And the reason why they do that and they make practices so hard is so that they don't show up on game day and it be just and it be hard. Like they make practices so extremely hard that game day is easy. They have practiced talking to themselves in a positive light. They have practiced diving for balls that they have no business even getting, but trying anyway, because they might make that stop in a game because they've done it. They've pushed themselves past their physical limits. So I'm not saying you have to like get bloody every day, like no, that's not that's not the extreme that I'm saying. But what I'm saying is make the work that you do so tough from time to time that you walk away saying, dang, I did that. And two, saying to yourself, holy crap, I didn't know I had that in me. That is where we find ourselves getting uncomfortable and getting better. Now, I said this earlier, but challenging yourself daily, how can that how can what can that look like? So, hitting. From a hitting perspective, I'm a hitting coach. A lot of things that we do require your thoughts. So, for hitting, a lot of times I have my athletes have a challenge. So, we'll do something along the lines of, "All right, so we're in a cage, you have to hit the left side of the cage 3 times in a row." And if you miss it, if you hit the top, the bottom, or the other side, um, you do a burpee. And we we do it's enough to like make the athlete have to figure out how to hit that side three times. So, you know, getting the ball earlier in your stance if you're a righty. So, making them think through things, making them have to figure out problems. That is a goal for me as a hitting coach. And I know there's a lot of defensive coaches like Morgan Stewart. She's doing the same thing just with challenges for her defenders. So make your athletes think outside their comfort zone and have them work through things. That is how you can challenge the mind and the body to work together. Um, If you're interested in more challenges, so again, we talked about physical movement, hitting, um, I have this 14-day goal smasher course, and it's $7. It's very cheap for a reason. 
there are 14 days worth of challenges and there, they should not last you more than 30 minutes a day. Um, there's a few strength workouts in there. There's challenges on like physical things to do, but there's also a lot of mental challenges in there just for idea. Like there's one and I have a new virtual hitting Academy member who told me that she just before she joined VHA, she had the course and one of the days, and I don't want to freak you out because this is probably the hardest day of all of them, but one of the days in between, I think it's on day seven, you have to call your coach and have a conversation with them and ask them how you can be better for your team this year and what they expect you from you this year. And, you know, having tough conversations is sometimes the worst thing in the world. And what I mean by tough conversations, like some coaches are great about this. They, they, they get the call and they're like, I'm so happy you're invested in your future and you want to be better for us. And they give like a long list of just great things that they could work on. But I know that some coaches aren't that way. And that's just how the game is. I'm assuming if you're listening to this podcast and learning about yourself as a coach, this isn't you, but some coaches are just downright, there's nothing you can do. You're just going to be at the bottom of the lineup all year. And I hate that because what 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 is coaching if we don't help our athletes feel empowered to be better versions of themselves? So the tough conversation is one of the days of the 14-day Goal Smasher course. And this athlete who I was mentioning earlier was like, yeah, I had the conversation and it was supposed to be 20 minutes and it was like an hour. And I thought that was awesome. And she, she was like, I'm so glad I did it. And I'm like, yeah, but how terrified were you beforehand? She's like, I was so nervous. That makes sense. If you're nervous, but you're doing things, you're like running through the wall of nerves anyway, that is how you build ultimate confidence. So if you're interested in the course, I'll put it in the show notes for you, but it's just 14 days of challenges. There's so many ways and you don't need my 14 list. Like there's literally thousands of ways that you can challenge yourself, but these are specific softball ones. So if you're interested in that, head to the show notes, but it is, it is one of the coolest things I created personally, because I just, it's not easy to do these things. It it would be hard for me to do the same thing. So Get out of your comfort zone often and challenge yourself. It takes a lot of courage to do that. So if you know this time last year and this time in July, we were talking about Virtual Hitting Academy. Those were the last times that the doors were open. We only open them two times a year. They're open and they will close back up on January 14th what is Virtual Hitting Academy? This is my baby. I created it in 2019 when I wanted to help athletes from wherever they live be able to enhance their swing and their mental game all in one place. It's where we learn accountability, discipline, and the foundations of the swing and your mental game, all while being surrounded by incredible driven athletes in this community. We even have a group chat that we check in once a week to see how we're doing. What's included? Weekly live workshops from me or other guest coaches working on our hitting or our mental game, how to build that confidence. Also, we have monthly guest speakers that come in and teach some of their expertise on either of those topics. And you also have access to 30 plus drills 
and all prior recordings from past calls. So when we had Natasha Watley and Monica Abbott on, you can go back and watch and learn from those incredible workshops. I'm so excited for this round of VHA. Our roster keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and we would love for you and your athlete to be a part of this community. I'm excited to announce there's going to be a guest coach that is going to be coaching parents in this next round of the six months, and all of you have heard her name before, especially if you listen to this podcast. If you want $10 off your next six months of Academy for brand new members, all you have to do is go to checkout and put in the code PODCAST10 for $10 off the next six months. Now, I will say some of you may look at this price and say, "Mm, that's a lot. But for what you're getting is the price of two one-on-one lessons with me in person. And I get to see you every single week and every single month and keep you accountable towards your hitting goals for six whole months. So is it over a thousand dollar value? Absolutely. So $197 for the first six months, and then it's $97 every six months after is totally worth the investing, especially if you use it like most of our athletes have in the past. If you want to sign up, head to www.ashleybtraining.com, click on Virtual Hitting Academy, and it will take you through everything else that you get to find inside Academy that I haven't even mentioned that is totally worth making sure you are mentally and physically prepared for your games coming up this spring and beyond. The most confident athlete in you is there. Now this Academy is going to help you find her. All right. I am so excited to see new members inside of Academy. And remember, you only have till January 14th to register for this next six months. Let's get to it. All right, let's head back to this episode. Lastly, be willing to stink when you try something new. So a lot of people, they don't try something new because they're like, I'm gonna be so bad at it. Well, duh. We're all going to be bad at it. Like I said, nobody literally walks out of the womb and is an all-American. No, they had to really actually be bad at something for a minute. I played so many different sports growing up, and I was good at some and really terrible at others, but the ones that I was good at, that required me to keep challenging myself. And figuring out how to drag bunt when I moved to the left side when I was 12 was super challenging. But I worked at it. And I when I stunk at it at first, but I had coaches and I had parents that were supportive and said, yeah, you're supposed to stink at it at the beginning. My job as a hitting coach is to get my athletes out of their comfort zone often. And, you know, when I teach them a new drill and they're like, this is so hard. Yeah, that's the point. And that's actually why I gave it to you, because this is supposed to help your swing overall and keep your head down get out of the funk, get out of the uncomfortable, and just keep trying. That is how we get uncomfortable. That is how we get closer to those goals that we have for ourselves. You have this goal of playing varsity as a freshman. Well, you're going to have to train a little harder than everybody else around you. You're going to have to be willing to work on the things that you're not that great at because you have to stand out, right? 
You know, if you are just the best hitter in the world but can't play defense, I'm sorry, there's not a lot of lineups that can fit you in them. So if you want to be a, even a starter on varsity as a freshman, that's going to require you to be a very good all-around player, no matter your position. You're going to have to be good. That means you're going to have to train hard and do things that make you uncomfortable often. And the more you do it, the better stamina you create, the more confident you will become, and the better player you'll be. And the likelihood of you reaching that goal for yourself. That is how this works. I'm sorry. I can't just sprinkle fairy dust on you and you get there. I wish it was that easy. But if you listen to any interview that we've had on the podcast of an Olympian or a high-level collegiate player, or even the coaches that are in the roles that they have, it was not an easy road. But they kept going through the hard, and they were willing to stink at first. The only way we'll get good at something is by action. So start taking that. All right, I want to talk briefly about a vision board. So if you've never heard of one, it's exactly how it sounds. It's basically a visual of the goal that you have for yourself. So a lot of people have multiple goals. I have a podcast. I have a goal within this podcast to reach a certain amount of listeners um, in a certain amount of time. That is a goal for me, which is why I show up on social media the way I do, which is why I constantly talk about this podcast with people. That is a goal that I have for myself. You might have a goal around the game of softball, which I hope you do. I don't play anymore, so I have to create goals outside of that. Same thing with camps. Uh, I'll just say one more of mine briefly, just to give you an example. But my goal in 2023 is to do more camps. So maybe that looks like one camp a month. Last year, I only did three camps. I want to do more. I want to get myself out there more. I want to build this brand more. I want to help help other people in this game discover who they are and become confident in that. So that's going to require me to level up. So I have goals for myself in those areas. You might have a specific goal in the game of softball. Again, if you haven't thought about it, maybe pause this episode or go back to episode three and um, start brainstorming where you see yourself. And it could just be for 2023. You don't have to think 10 years down the line, but it's good to have eyes on the things that you want. Now, I will say this right now. I have not even created my vision and board for 2023 yet. And I'm giving you this task because I'm trying to hold myself accountable here and create my own vision board. So mine will be around my podcast, my clinics, obviously my business, and my family. My family is going to be very, very, very important to me this year. And it's important that I create goals around that. So I want you to think of what things can you keep your eyes on? So if yours is varsity as a freshman, maybe cut out a picture of your favorite softball player and be like, I'm going to be like her. I'm going to train like her. I'm going to watch as many games as I can of her. And just by seeing her face, maybe you cut her out. It's like an Oklahoma softball player. You find a picture, print it out and put it up on your vision board. I'm going to be like Kinsey Hansen at Oklahoma. She's a catcher. She's a great hitter. And I want to be like Kinsey Hansen, or I want to be like Alex Duraco, who's also at Oklahoma now. I don't know. I'm just whipping out names, but I recommend maybe find a player that you are inspired by. Um, maybe if you find an epic quote, you put that on your vision board. 
something that encourages you, inspires you. Maybe print out a picture of, you know, the uniform of the team you want to play for. So back when I talked about my goals a long time ago, I wanted to play at Notre Dame. Now, if I didn't create a vision board, but I should have. And if I would have, I would have put like Notre Dame all over the thing because I would have kept my sights on it. And the idea is you create it and you spend time on it, like make it look cool because nobody wants to look at something that's not cool. So make it look cool, but put it in a place where you are often. So maybe that's on the wall of your bedroom or the mirror of your bathroom or on your fridge, like wherever you are a lot, put the goal up. And again, you may think I'm just talking about the athlete here, but like parents, you can do the same thing. This is uh, something that I learned after I was 21. So just wanted to note that athletes should not be doing this if you're not 21, but a lot of people have financial goals. And um, I had the goal of paying off all my student debt because no, I did not have a full ride scholarship through college. That is something people think that, and that's not true. I wanted to be debt free by a certain year. And I learned that if you buy a bottle of champagne, and you write the goal on a sticky note on that bottle, and you put it in your fridge, and you open it the day you get it, that itself is a little bit of a vision board, like you're a visual of, you know, I can't wait to open this because I'm going to get this thing done. Having it in my fridge, I'm in my fridge every day, multiple times a day. So I got to see that champagne bottle, and I got to look forward to popping that thing open when my student debt was gone. And yes, that happened a few years ago for me. And I popped that bottle of champagne. I was super excited. Um, My now husband was excited for me. And it was a big celebratory day. So visuals can be unique to you and what you want. So again, athletes, do not take my champagne idea. If you do, make sure it's non-alcoholic sparkling wine or something. I don't know. (laughs) Whatever. Sparkling grape juice. But whatever it is... Also plan, I didn't know, I didn't even write this in my notes, plan around your vision board what you're going to do when you hit the thing, when you do the thing. Maybe when, let's say these athletes who want to play in college, you sign your NLI, your family goes on a big vacation. Or um, maybe making varsity as a freshman, your whole team goes to your favorite restaurant and you get to order whatever you want. <laughs> I don't know. But find something fun to celebrate around the goal that you've hit, which is why I think it's important to also have a goal that is minor on your way to a major, okay? You'll learn that in episode three. We talk about breaking down our goals into smaller pieces, Uh, but have smaller goals and still celebrate when you hit the smaller goals. Because if your goal is to play in college and you're only 15, like you got some time, And that's going to be a long time. So find little pieces and goals in between that you can hit and then celebrate those. Do not forget to celebrate them. Also, this is like an important task if you are creating goals is it's very hard to do them if you don't plan, right? So in episode 110, um, I did an entire episode on five ways to help balance being a student athlete because it's a very tough endeavor for all of us. Um, but we talk about planning your week and don't just plan it yourself, plan it with people who are involved in your life. So your parents, if they're driving you to practice, plan your week. I recommend one going to that episode because I'm not going to talk about all the things, but like Sunday night after dinner, 
while you're eating dessert. Go ahead, plan your week. When are you training? When are you putting in those extra reps? When is your practice? When are your practices this week? Having a plan is preparing you for success. So make sure we have a plan around the goal. Because again, if you just have the goal or just the vision board, you're not going to know what the heck you're supposed to do to get there. That's where we create the plan of action. And then we're going to check in maybe halfway through the year. Maybe I'll do an episode around it where you check in. How are we doing on our goals? Are we ahead of schedule? Are we behind schedule? What can we do about it for behind schedule? So that is the point. Plan everything from your hitting, from your mental game training and those reps, which are some of the most important reps. When are you gaining knowledge? When are you listening to a podcast? When are you reading a book on how to get better with your mental game? Plan that stuff. Don't just assume you're going to do it because TikTok and Netflix these days is overpowering. Fight that urge. Go work on yourself. All right. Lastly, I want to break down how to track your progress daily, weekly, and beyond. So daily, I recommend, and by the way, this is being inspired by, I just bought a high-performance planner, this high-performance coach, Brennan Burchard. I've been following him for years since I started my business. But if you want to be a high performer, these are some of the things that he has in his planner that I am currently using and I'm loving. Obviously, I can't give you all the things. It's a huge planner. Um, But daily, he asks, write down one thing that you learned today. It could be something that you learned like a drill, or it could be something you learned about yourself. Like, what did you learn about yourself today? One thing that you did well, so you're proud of yourself for doing a specific thing, write that down. And then thirdly, what will I do better tomorrow? That means you have to acknowledge what you didn't do great today. So if you slept through that alarm, or you were late to a practice, or all this stuff, like how can I make sure that doesn't happen again? type of stuff. Now, weekly, there's like a whole list of things where you rate from one to five, all of these different things that happen throughout the week and like checking in on yourself. Um, But I'm just going to give you three of them. So rating your discipline, like how disciplined were you around your training? How disciplined were you about your education, your homework? So rating that between one and five, one being a low number, like that was not good at all. Five being, I've never been more disciplined in my life. I rarely give myself vibes, myself vibes, but that's maybe just how my brain works. But a five means like I absolutely crushed the day, in my opinion. Now, the second thing to rate, and I encourage you rating weekly, is your energy. So did you have energy throughout the week to make the most of the practices that you had, to make the most of the workouts that you had, to make the most of the school that you went to? Like, were you dragging every single day or did you have energy? Like when you have high energy, you end up getting more out of yourself. So tracking your energy level. And then lastly, one through five rating your courage. How courageous were you this week? Did you do things that got you out of your comfort zone? Rate that one to five. So those are something that you can do maybe on that Sunday night where your family's going through your schedule, go through this. And I I guarantee you, if you track just even these things only, which again, this is bite-sized. If you track these things only, you're going to check in in a few months and look at where you were on day one 
And you're going to be like, holy crap, I've made such massive progress on myself simply by tracking it. So we're not going to be able to know how far we've gone unless we track it. So highly recommend you go do that. Checking in on, did I get closer to my goal this week is a great question to ask as well to, to wrap us up today. If you are in pursuit of little things that'll help you get out of your comfort zone, help you train harder, help you make the most of your experience and whatever it is that you have the goal of, you're going to find yourself making better decisions throughout the week to help you get closer to your goal. Whether it's a fitness goal, financial goal, family goal, whatever, softball goal. It's important to check in. It's important to know and see and be honest with yourself and say, did I get closer this week? If you did, great. Keep repeating some of that stuff. If you didn't, great. You've tracked all week what your energy was like, what your discipline was like, what your courage was like. Okay, well, my courage is low. So now I'm going to do things this week to get me out of my comfort zone. I'm going to challenge myself more this week. And then I'll check in on Sunday and see how that how that went. If you are always doing a little analysis of where you are, you will be so proud of where you are this time next year in 2024. Goals are powerful. Goals are absolutely powerful. I hope this episode at least helped you think bigger than yourself if you haven't already. Maybe you were taking notes on things that you want to start tracking more. Maybe you realize that the, you have a goal that you, you've been sitting on, didn't even realize that was a goal for you. But now you're motivated to, to just start going and see where it takes you. That is my hope for you today. So if you enjoyed this episode or you're a coach and you're like, my team needs to hear this, or you're a parent and you're like, my daughter needs to hear this, maybe this is the episode that you share with them. I'm going to encourage you to just share it with anybody that came to mind today. And I just want to encourage you to just get started. Don't start tomorrow unless it's like midnight. (laughs) Don't start tomorrow. Start today. Do one little thing today to help you become a better version of yourself. That could simply be creating your vision board. That could simply be creating a smaller goal underneath that big goal that you have for yourself. A better version of you will be found this year if you do that. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of When the Cleats Come Off. Write us a review if you enjoyed it. Give me a five star if you feel like it deserves a five. I promise you I read every single review on Apple and I see the reviews on Spotify. I have huge goals for this podcast. And if you enjoy this podcast and want more people to hear these messages and these amazing guests that I get on the show, please share it with them. Please, please, please. That would make my day if you if you did. But I just want to thank you for showing up for you today, showing up for those around you today. And don't forget to stay awkward, stay humble, keep smiling and keep working towards those goals. Get one step closer to that goal today. I know you can do it. All right. I'll see you again next week.